The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. It's a term generally associated with the dating game, but have you ever been ghosted by an employer? Perhaps you've been the one doing the ghosting. For some insight into this phenomenon, I'm joined now by HR and uh, mediation expert at Woodview HRM, Louisa Mean. Louisa, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, normally we think of, as I say, ghosting is associated with dating where uh, things are going very well and then suddenly radio silence. Not a word. Uh, you're abandoned by the person. That's what they mean by ghosting. How does it work in the working world? Well, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, really, because recruitment and trying to get into a company or get into a particular job is a form of dating. It's just not romantic dating. It's, it's you know, professional dating that you're, you're meeting somebody, you're seeing if you like them, if they like you, and if it's going to be a good fit. And it's the same piece as you're saying. So we have a lot of situations whereby individuals will apply for a job and they might not hear at all, except if they're called for interviews, they may hear nothing to say, sorry, you've been unsuccessful this time, or please try again or anything at all, just no response. Um, and sometimes on the other side, they're brought through a process and then there's a vacuum of information and they're not told whether they were successful or not. And I suppose one can assume if they haven't contacted you that you're not successful. Um, but it's about that lack of communication and that feedback loop from employers yeah. towards candidates and vice versa. Now, the vice versa is when someone uh, goes for an interview, uh, goes through the application, maybe there's a video interview, a Zoom interview, first of all, and then da-da-da-da, and then finally you get to meet uh, a recruiter in person and uh, you are offered the job. And then for some reason, that person, having gone through all the hoops, doesn't bother to show up on the day. Yeah, and that actually happens quite a lot. Um, there will be quite a lot of candidates will, that will go through the recruitment process to sharpen their skills. I had somebody years ago, I worked with this chap, and uh, he applied for every job that was relevant to his uh, role and to you know the next promotion. He had no intention of taking any of them. It was because he wanted to practice his interview skills, and this was a free way to do that. Um, but sometimes people will go as far as the offer, and they'll use that offer to negotiate a higher salary in their current company, which is where they want to stay anyway. They don't want to leave because when they leave, they might lose some other terms and conditions. You know, your employment for the first year of an employment in any job is more vulnerable than it is after the 12-month period in terms of protections under employment law. So um, candidates can use it as a strategic measure in terms of negotiating a salary increase in their current company um, and saying, well, this is what I'm worth on the market. So pay me this or pay me more or I'm gone. Um, so there, there can definitely be ghosting on both sides. This ghosting is a terrible waste of everybody's time. It is. And it's very short-sighted. That would be the concern for me e on either side, whether you're the candidate or the employer. You know, Ireland is a relatively small economy and we have to think about our level of employability, our level of employer branding. So how attractive are we as an employer or as a candidate to the other party? And part of that is about being consistent, responding, um, having good engagement with people, being respectful. You know, it is very disrespectful to not go back to somebody and say, sorry, on this occasion you have been unsuccessful or sorry, thank you for the offer, but I, I would prefer not to take it up on this on this time. And it, it is as simple as doing that. And that just shows that the other person may be um, disheartened by that, but at least you've shown them the respect to go back to them and to engage and to inform yeah. them. Um, so yeah. you're protecting now, When you have, um, uh, you know, a jobs a deficit, when people, uh, as we have now, we've got... Um, 
you know, such a, a huge number of people employed, a huge number of employers looking for people. Uh, it's one kind of market. On the other hand, when you've got high unemployment, um, the employer holds all the cards. In yes. the current market, the employee holds all the cards. The employee is certainly in a very strong position. But one of the challenges that I would see with employers, not in all situations, but in in a lot of situations, when they advertise a job, they may very well get a lot of applicants, but very few of those applicants actually have the experience, the skills, the education that would warrant them being suitable for that job. So you could get 60 applicants, but of those 60, there might only be two or three that would be at all suitable to even to bring to interview. And sometimes you may be in a position where there is nobody that would be suitable to actually offer the job to. So there's definitely um, some issues, I suppose, in, in terms of the overall quality of applicants coming through. It is so much easier now, today, to apply for a job than it was when I was looking for my first job, when you had to go to the effort of, you know, writing your cover letter and your CV and printing it out and posting it. That was a lot more difficult to today where mm. it's a click of a button. Um, so people can apply for lots of jobs and, you know, they may hit gold and be successful, but sometimes they're not really bothered either way. So there's a lot of stuff coming through the pipeline that's that's not relevant um, to the particular okay. role. So, so here's case, the issue for, for, for the employer. You've got all these people who are applying for jobs almost automatically, as you say, with the, the click of a button. They may not be yeah. appropriately qualified or they just have a go. The employer on the other side then is swamped by yes. applications of people who yeah. either have no intention of ever taking up the job or who are not qualified for the job. But do employers not do this by machine now? That they, they, of, they accept and reject by machine, first of all, and therefore you should not be ghosted. You should get an automated reply saying, sorry. Yes, yeah, some employers will use um, some form of artificial intelligence or technology or a system to support that, and there can be automated responses. Um, and it would seem, certainly from what we're hearing with the ghosting, that some of those automated responses are not getting to where they need to be. But a lot of the time, those responses will only go out once the role has been filled. So if you decide not to fill the role or you re-advertise it um, or you don't click the button to say send responses to candidates that were unsuccessful, well, then the responses don't necessarily go. So a lot of the time, the automatic message might be, thank you for your application, we've received it. But if the follow-up in terms of, are we going to bring you forward to interview or not, um, does require typically a little bit more uh, manpower, even if it is automated. So um, there, there's certainly more involvement in that and sometimes yeah. that doesn't take place. Well, it, both parties are guilty, the employer and the employee of, of this ghosting practice. I suppose uh, the message would be uh, treat the other party as you would like to be treated yourself. I think that's really important. It's about the long-term credibility of your relationship in a very small economy. Louisa, thank you very much for joining us. Louisa Meehan, HR and mediation expert from Woodview HRM. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.